to the podcast. I'm your co-host, Vicky Sotvet. And I'm usually the first guy, Thomas Sotvet. Yes. All right, so Thomas. I, I hesitated there. Like, I don't know why you hesitated what either. Is, what is my last name? I don't know. It's been your last name your whole life. That you know of. I had a life before you knew me. As what? A prison con who escaped? No. And yeah. you're just going to leave it at that? Okay. But maybe. <laughs> so Thomas, I have a question. And I want you to think really hard about it, because the answer may affect our marriage. Oh, I think you opened your last one No, nope, like No, I didn't. I warned you that this was how this one was opening. Oh, uh, okay. Right, right, right. What is your favorite dinosaur? This might affect our marriage? Yeah. Dinosaur. Not like pre-dinosaur, but like a dinosaur dinosaur. Yes, because I know otherwise you will say diectodons, which are marvelous. Cute little motherfuckers. They um, are, and they mated for life and lived in little burrows. Yeah, they're cute. But they're not uh, a dinosaur. Favorite dinosaur. It's really difficult. Does uh, Lyplerodon count? Not really, but I'll allow it. Lyplerodon or Tyrannosaurus or I guess Albertosaurus, because represent. It's funny you should mention Tyrannosaurus, because the movie we're watching this week is the 1994 horror comedy Tammy and the T Rex. So that's what T Rex means. I would never have guessed. I mean, in Latin, it means king lizard, but... I, I know. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Yes. So, the 1994 movie, uh, Tammy and the T-Rex, was directed by Stuart Riffill, who actually directed a movie you and I have seen before. Really? Yes. Not on this podcast, but we have seen it. And we saw it because the reboot of Mystery Science Theater 3000 did an episode of oh, it. Oh, boy. What movie is that? Mac and Me... Oh, the really yeah. weird ET you know ripoff. What's, you know what's fucked up about Mac and Me? Is so many actually, things, but go well, on. No, no, no. But I actually <laughs> saw it before it was on Mystery Science Theater as a child, and I remember as a kid sitting there and being like, "Well, this is stupid. I hate this movie." And then it got Mystery Science Theatered, and I was like, "Yes, it deserves it." It did. To be fair, I get the impression most things Stuart Rafil did kind of deserve it. Zab. So B movie guy, I guess. Yeah. So so before we get into it, Thomas, what do you know about Tammy and the T Rex? Well, I assume that there's a lady or a fella named Tammy. Equal opportunity. I like it. Sure. I don't. I don't know many fellas named Tammy or any, but I'm sure you're out there. So shout out to all men named Tammy. Um, and I assume there's a trans. Or you told me there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex in it. Um, I know it's '90s rific, that it came out a year before I was born. And that it was made by the same guy who made Mac and Me, which is a terrible fucking film. And that is what I know about this movie. All right. End of list. <laughs> so, uh, it was actually written by Rafil alongside the late Gary Tex Brockett. All right. R.I.P. Gary Tex Brockett. That's a badass name. Yeah, he died of cancer in 2010. Oh, that's not... That's no. Not, that's no good. And he wrote no other films, but he often worked with Rafil as, like random fill-in cast people and producer. I wonder if this was his, like, magnum opus. Like, he had this idea when he was a child and... Oh, no, we're gonna, we're gonna life. get to the inspiration okay. of this movie. Don't okay. you worry. All right, yeah. It stars Denise Richards as Tammy. Uh, Denise Richards, this was her first role. She's in Starship Troopers and, more recently, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Ugh. Uh, Paul Walker of the Fast and Furious yeah, franchise Paul Walker. as her boyfriend Michael. Wow. And Terry Kisser from Weekend at Bernie's yep. as the evil Dr. Gunthry Wachastine. Damn, there's some people in this. 
Yeah, but fun fact, this was both Denise Richards and Paul Walker's first film. Crazy. Paul Walker was 17. And it launched their careers forever. Yes. It also features performances by Theo Forsett as Byron Black, who is the gay best friend. Uh, Ellen Dubin as... I wonder how offensive the stereotype is going to be. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot. In 2020. Ellen Dubin as Dr. Gunther's Babelicious assistant Helga. Is that how she is described? Babelicious. That's kind of the summation that's, of all the summaries I saw of her, that's, yeah. That's 90s-rific. That's tubular. That's so. That's how 90s-rific it is, that it's tubular. Uh, and Gotta Buck Flower as Norval. Not to be confused with a character named Neville, who was also in the film. Norval and Neville. Yeah, they're both in this movie. Man. So, Tom. Big cast. Tom. Mm. I want you to guess what the inspiration for this film was. Somebody was like, I have a weird kink, and I don't know how to express it in a healthy way that will be accepted by society. And then he wrote this movie. (laughs) That is my guess. You're wrong, but you're a lot closer in many ways than you maybe thought you would be. That's worrying. So, the inspiration is as follows. An unnamed dude from South America owned some theaters. An unnamed dude. Yeah, he's never named in any interview. It's just a dude from South America. You're like, I knew this guy from Venezuela. I don't know. (laughs) This dude had a working animatronic T-Rex that was being shipped to a theme park in Texas. Why did he have... Did he make it? No, it's not clear. He just owned one. He passed down my family for generations. I don't know. He just had an animatronic T-Rex. My grandpa's animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, he wanted a movie that he could put in his theaters that he owned in South America. Oh, this guy. This guy. Man, how does this guy have an animatronic T-Rex and own a big movie theater and have the, like, wherewithal to be like, I'm going to make a movie, put in this theater, and not have a name? I don't know. What an interesting guy. So he called up Rafael. Yeah. Who had two weeks until the animatronic was being shipped. So he wrote the movie in a week and filmed the movie in a week. I'm still waiting for how this is, like, kind of close to it was just a weird kink. Because it was kind of a weird pipe dream that just somebody was like, this should happen, and then it did. Yeah. And, like, apparently, Rafil never bothered to be like, oh, yeah, this dude's the reason this movie is made. Well, I mean, he is. He just never gives them a name. So, some fun facts for you. Maybe the, maybe that's by choice. Maybe the guy saw the movie and was like, ooh. Ooh, we'll get into that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, don't mention my name. We'll get into that a little bit. So, okay. some fun facts for you. Yeah. Because it was filmed in a week, all scenes are filmed within half an hour of the director's house. Oh, my God. Um, at one point, there was a massive fire in town that destroyed, like, multiple properties, so you can see smoke in the background of certain scenes because, like, they couldn't delay filming because this animatronic T-Rex had to go to Texas. Well, maybe that, like, adds to the rampage immersion. I don't know. Big I, fire, like, I, I smoke everywhere? I don't know. I'm just gonna assume every smokestack I see is the Tyrannosaurus Rex is doing. Probably. Um... Another reason for shooting it may have been as part of an elaborate tax scam. <laughs> I'm not clear on whose part they were scamming the taxes, but there, that has been suggested. There are a few movies that are like, it's probably a tax scam. Is that one of the theories for why The Room was made? I don't remember. There's a few yeah, The, movies the that Room are tax is its scams. whole weird other thing. Yeah. Um, but I have a great quote from Raphael I would like to share with you. In this case, we have a dinosaur head for two weeks, so what are we going to do? So you just smoke a lot of pot and try to figure it out. Oh boy. And that's really the direction this film that's, goes. That's the opposite of what you should do when you're trying to figure things out. <laughs> smoke a lot of pot? Yeah, I mean, unless 
Unless what you want is this, I guess. It's true. So it was shot as an R-rated movie with lots of gore and practical effects. Um, but then the guy, who was unnamed from South America, who <laughs> wanted to put it in his theaters, was like... Can he live on forever in mystery? I don't know. He was like, no, I was hoping for, like, Disney. So he recut it into... I was hoping fi- for Disney. So I, I had this animatronic T-Rex and two weeks, and I was hoping for Disney. Why did you not give me Disney-quality stuff? Yeah. You Philistine. So he cut out all the, like, gore parts... Um, and so everywhere except Italy, the Italian dub retained the original R-rated version. Nowhere else did. Uh, in, well, in Italy. Of course it's Italy. Yes. They're always pushing the envelope when it comes to, like, art films. Especially some about the, most... the war. There's so many sad Italian oh, war movies. Oh, God. Some of the most messed up movies in existence, like, uh, Salo. Like, jeez. Yes. Oh, my God. Italians, what are you doing over there? Yes. <laughs> I and guess it... being fascist for a while, that's what they were doing. Kind of still leaning that way. Anyways, not to get into international politics. Um, the PG thirteen version that was released was panned. It, it's 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 got like twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's bad. Uh, last year, however, um, it was re released in four K with beautiful four K with all of the gore scenes restored to much better critical acclaim. And uh, I just want to point out that in the movie, it it is referred to as like a robot T-Rex, because they knew the animatronic was so bad, they could never pass it off as a real T-Rex, so they just wrote it to be a real, a robot T-Rex, mm-hmm. so they didn't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And that's really the most plot that it has. Is It's a robot T-Rex. Yes. Also, right. um, there are several large cats in the movie, like lions, uh, which were not... Rafil's tigers or lions because he started in the industry as an animal trainer he wanted to be a jockey but he was too tall so then he got in like animal <laughs> training he he trained the original chimpanzees and the original tarzan fascinating i know fascinating what a strange career i'm just trying to think of, but like what how many sports out there is it like sorry man too tall generally it's the opposite jockeying it's apparently it's jockeying. just being a jockey like he had to pick the one sport <laughs> i know and uh and somebody asked him if it was like his friend's like lions that he used in the movie and he was like oh no not her it was my other friend who owns lions at which point the interviewer was like how many people do you know who own lions man the answer is including him at least three so jeez i wonder if they get together i wonder if their lions have play dates i don't know i this man lives a life that i cannot hope to comprehend um so that's it those are all my fun facts that i have been so excited to tell you since I found out about this film. Well, they were worth the wait. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be wild. Are you Are you excited? Are you, are you geared up and ready to go, Thomas? I am on the edge of my seat. All right. With excitement. We're going to go see a giant robotic T-Rex uh, rampage through a town. And if we don't get eaten, we'll be back to let you know how it goes. Yes, we will. So uh, stay frosty out there. <laughs> From running for our lives from mysterious German mad scientists and robot dinosaurs. Boy, howdy, are we. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, we're going to spoil Tammy and the T-Rex now. Yes, uh, now's the point in the podcast where we're going to talk about Tammy and the T-Rex. Everything everything that happens in it, which is a lot. (laughs) Um, And so, 
Honestly, this is one of those movies that has to be seen to be believed. So it's if you on Shutter. It's on Shutter right now. The Gore Cut, which is what we watched, is on Shutter. Uh, and this is one of those. I don't know. Please go watch it, and then come listen to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it starts off with a title card that says "Tanny and the Dinosaur." So right away, you know it's going to be good when they. T- Tanny and the Teenage Dinosaur. Well, but you know it's going to be good when they don't even get the main character's name right in the opening. But but also it's Tanny and the Teenage Dinosaur. Yeah. Which is not the name of the movie. No. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, The opening song is also a hair metal song about being a T-Rex. It's like a really bad hair metal. Like, it's a guy who's a a hair metal enthusiast that went to go, and they, they like, asked to make a song about the movie for him. I don't know. It's it's great. It's really great. It's about being a T-Rex and stomping around. Yes, and everyone is wearing crop tops, yeah. including Michael. Tammy's like maybe in a dance class or, or something, or cheerleading. Well, yeah, we open on Tammy in this dance class with all of her '90s riffic buds, all in crop tops. Yeah, they're all it's '90s riffic. Uh, and then we meet Michael, who is her boyfriend, love interest, current, current boyfriend. I don't know. I don't know. Current boyfriend. He gives her a um, flower. And he's all covered in dirt and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, what happened?" And he's like football and i'm like okay that explains why he's so filthy but then he's like the coach was punishing us for losing and i was like oh that doesn't explain why you're oh god oh i just got the sense that meant like they had to practice extra hard today because okay the way he said it he sounded haunted a little bit and i was like oh dear to be fair everyone in this movie might be on drugs i think yeah like vicky halfway through turned to me and was like I think I'm high right now. I must be high. This is crazy. Um, but anyway, so uh, Tammy comes up to Michael and pulls the flower from out of her bag. And I guess... It's Mike, a yellow rose. It's like a yellow rose. And she's like, I got your gift. And he's like, neat. And she's like, but I can't accept it because you know that he'll go crazy. And Michael's response is to take the rose and eat it. <laughs> I For you, some reason. I kid you not. He eats it. <laughs> yes. I can't make this shit up. It's weird. And then <laughs> Tammy's... Apparent ex-boyfriend Billy, who's not a teenager and must be like 27, rolls and up so, with an entire posse. Uh, so crazy. Right in front of this uh, this high school, and him and Michael start getting into a fight because it's like, she's my girl. No, she's my girl. And this fight goes from being like pushing to punching to wrestling moves. Yeah, it's like where WWE. Yeah, it's like WWE here. where they're like, like knee dropping and elbow dropping on one another. And then they grab one another's testicles. And scream at each other. And start screaming at each other. And the cops show up and go, what we have here is one of them testicular standoffs. Like, this just happens. My my, my note is that line might be the best line ever written. (laughs) These testicular standoffs? Yeah, there's these police hanging over it like they're watching these two guys fight. They don't want to, like, like they're not even bothering to break them up. They're just like, oh, look at that. That's crazy. Uh, eventually they do break him up, and it's revealed that Michael was able to win the testicular standoff because he's wearing a cup. From because, football practice. Because he came from football practice. And then we cut immediately to the immobile robot T-Rex. Yeah. And, which and, is like, it's not the worst animatronic ever. No, but, but I want... not good. But I also, they're really excited about it. They're like, oh, this, this robot T-Rex, that's the best thing ever. It's going to put America back on top. But I want to remind all of you out there, the tagging the T-Rex came out in 1944... 94. 1994. That's very different. 1944. That would have been... I would almost... That would would have made it a masterpiece for the time, Did you ever see that one Photoshop picture that was like a T-Rex holding a Sten gun on the beaches of Normandy? That's what this movie would have been in 94. Anywho, um, I just want to remind everybody, this was in 1994, 
and Jurassic Park came out in 1993. <laughs> it's just no contest between, like, animatronics and CGI, just dinosaurs, period. Like, I don't know. I would have been you know ashamed to put this out the year after Jurassic Park. Do you know what it is, though? What? Tammy and the T-Rex is to Jurassic Park what Mac and me is to E.T. Kind of, yeah, you're so right. I think this is just well, how but, this guy rolls. Well, 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 yeah, kind of. E- Mac and Me is more like E.T. than Tammy and the T-Rex is like Matt Jurassic Park. Like, literally the only similarities between Tammy and the T-Rex and Jurassic Park are there's a T-Rex in it. That's fair. <laughs> That's about it. Anyways, um, so Dr. Gunther starts talking to the robot T-Rex, which he refers to as my love. Yeah, the the, the doctor and his assistant Helga are, are crazy. Every scene they're in, they're insane. And Helga always looks like she's in lingerie. She always looks like she's in lingerie, and she always looks like she's about to engage in the most, like, promiscuous, like, possible activity that she could possibly engage in. Frankly, she kind of just looks like a high-class prostitute that he hired to follow her around. At all times. And look lustily at all times. At everything. Yes. Yeah. And then we get the classic teenage phone scene. The cuts in this movie are not smooth. They're terrible. And both of these teenagers' bedrooms are remarkably empty for teenagers. Yes, and, and Tammy calls Michael. Yeah. And Michael is the epitome of the, like, oh, your parents aren't home? I'll be right over meme. Yeah, that was popular for it, a while. Oh, yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm sorry about earlier, and I'm just not sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared that Billy's going to come. Billy, I think it's, yeah. His name's Billy. Billy. Billy's going to come. Blah, blah, I'm worried for you. But I want you to come over right now. And he's like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, and as he's sneaking into her window, um, actually just before that, Tammy tells him not to park out front, so he parks literally like three feet back from the driveway, which is still in front. Mm-hmm. It's just not in front of the oh, driveway. Oh, we, we should mention specifically that uh, Dr. Gunther in the previous scene is talking about how he wants to give the animatronic T-Rex that he has a brain, because then the animatronic will be immortal. As if a biological, fleshy brain is going to make our robot immortal. And yeah, I don't know. And the robot isn't already kind of immortal already, because it's, it's a robot. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, the random girls from Billy's fight posse see Michael sneaking in and decide they should call Billy. Yeah. Who just, like, always seems to travel in a pack of 20 people. Oh, I do want to point out that when Michael's going over, Tammy specifically instructs him over the phone. Like, don't draw attention to yourself. My folks are home. Blah, blah, blah. Michael's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be real sneaky. And he rolls up to the house in his car with all the windows rolled down, blasting music really loud, and then awkwardly, like, throws it into reverse and backs away. Like, three feet. And then walks onto her front lawn and is like, Tammy! Tammy! <laughs> and I'm like, He's not Michael, about it. that is not sneaky. Yes. Uh, anyway, Billy and his posse of like 20 people show up and yeah, storm into the house. Up. And the mom's like, oh, it's Billy again. We should call the police. And the dad's like, no, I can handle the mob of seven people dressed in it's leather jackets with it's baseball like bats. Cars of- yeah, he's like, I can handle it. And I'm like, no, dad, you can't. Because he actually opens up the door and they immediately just storm past him. And there's squat he does about it. He doesn't even try to stop any of them. And so Michael climbs out the window. Yep. And they all go up to yell at Tammy. And he leaves his jacket behind, because him and Tammy were in the middle of getting hot and heavy, and he was undressed. Yeah, and so Billy finds the jacket. Yeah, well, yeah, Tammy's like, you gotta leave, and Michael's like, no, I'm gonna stay, I'm not afraid of him, I'll fight him. And she's like, he's got, like, 14 guys, maybe don't. And he's like, okay. Yes. Climbs out the window. 
Um, but Billy and his posse catch up to him and beat him up. Yeah, they, they, they follow him out the window into their cars, and they chase him down, and they beat him up and throw him with a baseball bat with the most reserved... Like, swinging of a baseball bat I've ever seen. That doesn't actually connect with him at any point. Not at all. Like, it's like a... It's like like the scene from Star Wars where Luke, like, kicks the guy, but there's, like, a foot of space between him and the guy, and the guy's just like, ah, into the Sarlacc pit. It reminded me of, like, a seventh grade play production when you're told that you need to, like, slap someone, but of course you can't actually slap them, so you have to make sure there's, like, a foot of space between you and the hand, except it's with a baseball bat. Um, and so he beats him up, and they're like, and they throw him in the trunk, Michael in the trunk, and they're gonna go do something with him. And they take him to, like... A wildlife preserve? But, uh, but it's, like, specifically a big cat preserve in but the also, small it's, town America? And it, it's, an, it's a big cat preserve in the middle of small town America, and there's no borders between the different small cats. So there's just a panther, and, like, a puma, and, like, a lion, and, like, a cheetah, all in the same cage. It's not a cage. It's just, like... Just, like, an open kind of, like, area with a couple of trees. Yes. And, like, those those cats would kill each other. Yes. They would all and, kill each other. Well, they would die from the climate. Also that. that. I don't know. Yeah, the climate might kill them. They might kill each other. Who knows? Either way, nobody would ever do that. No. But, um, uh... They drop them off and drive away. Well, they... Yeah, they have this weird moment where they're, like, driving along... And they open up the wildlife preserve, or the big cat preserve, and drive in, and Billy's like, stop the car when he sees a lion in the bush. And I was like, that, that's just a weird line delivery. Yes. and, and so they... Not like, oh shit, there's a lion. Here's where we should drop him. Just stop the car. So they, they That's how I'm going to say it from now every single time we go oh, someplace. No. That's how, that's oh, how, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They leave, they leave Mike there. <laughs> Uh, at which point he is mauled by the lion, who is a very good actor and is probably the best actor in the entire movie. Yeah, to be that, honest that, with you. that lion looks like he's mauling the shit out of Michael. Like seriously, and that, it's a real lion. That lion deserves an Oscar because it is a real lion and it looks like it is killing the shit out of this boy, and it is not actually killing the shit out of it. It's pretty amazing. Yes, and then a random park ranger shows up and kills the lion just with starts- a rifle. It's like a shotgun from like 20 feet away. He pulls out a shotgun and just starts unloading on this lion who is on top of a child. But also I have so many questions (laughs) because there's no cell phones. So who called this park ranger to the wildlife preserve at like 11 p.m.? He was like, "This the lion's roaring, which is strange. The lion's usually so quiet with the jaguar and the puma and the cheetah. They're always so well behaved. I don't know. So anyways, we cut to uh, Michael in the hospital. And he looks remarkably unmauled. Yes. He looks pristine. He's perfect. And so Tammy and Byron walk in. (laughs) Even though he's just mauled by a fucking lion. And while they ask the receptionist for what room Michael is in, a guy with an open bleeding chest wound comes up to the desk and then collapses on the floor. Well, they're like, yeah. And the receptionist just ignores it? Well, the receptionist is talking to Tammy, because Tammy's here to see Michael, because he's just mauled by a lion. And this guy walks in, and he's like, I need to see a doctor. And she's like... Literally, his whole chest is bleeding. Yeah, and they're like, you need to wait your turn, sir. And turn, and they're like, oh yeah, he's in this room, blah, blah. And the guy collapses in the background. That's, I don't know, part... (laughs) Trying to sell this movie as a horror film is difficult. You could for sure sell it as a comedy, though. (laughs) It's something. Anyway, so they're they're in the room. They walk in, and Michael is smiling in his coma. He is smiling the whole time. Which, I doubt, when he fell into the coma, mid-Lion Mall, he happened to be smiling. Yes. I don't know. Do people smile in comas? Is that a thing? That'd be creepy as shit. I don't think they do. If I was, like, a nurse, and just the person in the coma started grinning, I'd be like, ugh. 
I don't think they do. Okay. But Billy walks into the hospital room. How has this man not been arrested? I don't know. He he left Michael to be mauled by lions. Also, he broke into somebody's house? Yeah. Also, he got into a fight on school property where he apparently has a restraining order? <laughs> and he was hauled away by police, so how was he not... I don't know. Put in jail at that very moment. I don't know. <laughs> but Tammy kicks him in the nuts. Yeah, actually, I gotta say, Tammy is, like, a pretty strong female protag in this movie. I don't think she gets rescued, like, once. Which is pretty incredible when the entire point of the film is that there is a T-Rex that loves her. Yeah, you're the T-Rex right. T-Rex never really saves her. No. At any point. Hmm. Yeah. You're right. No, Anyways. She ain't no damsel in distress. Dr. Gunther walks in, smoking. With Helga behind him wearing, like, a purple, straight BDSM 16ers yeah, Halloween costume yeah, thing. She literally just looks like a high-class prostitute yeah, my note in said, every scene. My note said, could, Helda, could Helga's dress get any higher? Um, but anyways, apparently uh, Dr. Gunther knows, one of the, knows the doctor that's looking after Michael. So he's like, hey, let me handle it. And the other doctor's like, sounds good. <laughs> and, like, just lets Dr. Gunther take over care of this comatose teenager yeah and dr just like that here you go dr gunther asks like two questions while helga just like quietly pulls the life support yeah and then but it doesn't kill him even though he's in a coma well his chest his heart flatlines on the monitor yeah and but then dr gunther just like whacks him with a fist like five times yeah they're like like, live 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 well, that's it. Sorry, I did my best. He's dead. And Vicky's under underselling the line delivery because obviously we can't be screaming at you guys. No, he like, some... he like screams He's... the live and then in the most deadpan voice he's just like, well, that's yeah, it. I tried. Live, live, live. Anyways, I tried. Whatever. <laughs> and then both Tammy and Byron conveniently faint. Yeah, they both faint at the same time. And uh, oh, by the way, the entire time that this is all happening, Michael's guardian uncle, who is a drunk, is in the corner, passed out with a flask, and that is sort of his whole purpose to this movie. Uh, but anyway, so they, uh, while, uh, while Tammy and Byron are passed out, they load uh, Michael onto a gurney, and they're taking him out because they want to use his brain for the T-Rex. And so despite they... the fact that Michael's heart actually stopped, we saw it on the monitor, he somehow wakes up like five minutes later and makes a Wizard of Oz reference before yeah. Helga knocks him out? Yeah, he makes a Wizard of Oz reference. He's like, there was a tornado, and you were in it, dream. and you were in it, and you were in it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Helga knocks him out just by punching him in the jaw. Yes, and then they go back to the lab. Well, I should and... say that they, they, they pull him outside, he comes back to life, they give him a sedative, that's when he wakes up and has the Wizard of Oz reference, then she punches him out. And then they load him into the car. And take him to the lab. Take him to the lab. And, and then they start scalpeling open his his head. He wakes up again and doesn't seem to notice. And Helga knocks him out well, again. Well, they sedative, I guess. So maybe he doesn't feel it. But then, yeah. No, she they pun- didn't give him anything. Yeah, the, the needle. Earlier. Oh, that's originally, a, That's I straight guess. up a sedative. Okay. But he wakes up in the middle of having his brain stolen and Helga just knocks him out again. Yeah, he's like, what's going on? And she's just like, punch! And he's out again. And then once they take... The top of his head off, Dr. Gunther pokes it to make Michael have a boner? Oh, but I should... Well, first he get, he like pokes it to make his leg move, and then he pokes it to make him gain an instant boner. And that's not how brains work. But, at, but I should also mention that when he's cutting off Michael's skull, the top of his skull, he has this giant, like, sozzle, kind of like... Sozzle? A, it's a construction tool. Oh. It's like an odd... Yeah. So this giant thing, it's and like he saw. puts it giant blade... Straight down. So unless Michael has the world's thickest skull and the world's smallest brain, 
he straight up was cutting right into the brain throughout the entire surgery. Yeah. Cutting that brain in half. And meanwhile, they've somehow prepped the robot T-Rex for surgery better than they've actually prepped the human yeah, it's really messy. Like, as he's sawing off Michael's head, there's gore. Again, this is the gore cut, so there was originally a no gore cut. But there's just blood everywhere while they're sawing his head off. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, they place his brain into, like, a bowl of punch with a couple of wires sticking out of it. And apparently that is connected to and, the well, T-Rex. Well, specifically, they're doing tests. They're like, does this work? Does this work? And they connect one arm, one leg, the eyes... And the roaring, call it a success, and somehow the whole brain and robot work together now with yep. those four electrodes. Yeah, they're like, that's that's it. It's good to go. These four wires. That's all we need. Great. Yeah. And then Helga and Dr. Gunther leave to go bang it out, and the assistants call for pizza, which arrives in record time, <laughs> like he was waiting around the block to deliver but, them pizza. <laughs> I, I have a note here right around the time when they were testing. People always ask if we can make a robot T-Rex with the human brain of a teenage boy, but nobody has ever asked if we should. <laughs> Do people ask <laughs> Do you hear that no, conversation? I, no, no, no. I just like amusing myself in my notes. Yes. Yeah, pizza guy shows up, and I straight up was like, oh, first death. But nope. Uh, pizza guy gets spooked when the T-Rex starts moving, and he runs out and drops the pizza. And the two stooges of Dr. Gunther, who's like this discount, golden-eyed Boris-looking fella, and a big, strong man. A discount Arnold Schwarzenegger is yeah, how I thought of dis- him. Yeah, discount Arnold Schwarzenegger and discount Boris from GoldenEye. <laughs> or these, this guy's like two stooges. And Michael's half a head is just, like, chilling on a tray, and the assistants throw their pizza crusts inside it, like a trash bin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Because um, they're eating pizza, and one of them says stupidest, I think. I think, at some point. In I that. don't. But then they're gonna, the plant, it's their job to put Michael's head back together and bring him to the morgue so that no one notices. But how they do this is they take a staple gun and staple the part of the head they cut off with two three the, staples. With three staples to the other head. And they're like, flawless. No one will notice. Yes. Perfect. And, and then, apparently no one does, by the way. Because nobody... To be fair, Michael's body is never discussed again, except well, for later when it's but that's like, what I mean. six it's, months decomposed. But that, that's what I mean. It got to that point, and nobody was ever like, why does he have staples in his head? Why was know. why is the top of his head? Why does he have no brain? Anyways, <laughs> Michael Rex starts moving, and the small assistant, Discount Boris... Starts mocking him and then promptly gets his head ripped off by the T Rex. Tears it right off. <laughs> and then the headless corpse runs away into a pile of boxes. And falls over. And falls over. And then Michael Rex, like, tries to use his little arm to, like, pull the stringy head bits out yeah, of his teeth. The, he- the little, like, T Rex arms doing, like, performing pretty dexterously, like, dexterous human activities are what kind of made the whole thing for me. It was pretty great. Yeah, he, like, picks up a little tiny mirror and, and like, sees holds, he's a T Rex. sees he's a T Rex. And has like the no, but entirely moment. through an animatronic T Rex. <laughs> the There's an- no no moment. It's the, just like oh, the, it's like oh. But the uh, animated T Rex emotes. It's got like eyebrow action. It can like smile. It can like frown. It's yeah, yeah. It, it can emote. And then discount Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back in. And Michael Rex, who moves very slowly, by the way, really just slowly, waltzes up to him, kicks him through a wall. Well, but specifically, this is like the big buff guy is like, I'm, I, I have a black belt. It is getting ready, like kung fu fight this the robot really dinosaur. Slow moving robot but dinosaur. The, but again, it's a robot dinosaur, and I don't think you're like. 
black belt is going to help you against that. Yeah, and he gets kicked through a wall and then makes no effort to get up and run away while Michael Rex walks so, over and slowly crushes him. While he, But before he crushes him, as Michael Rex is slowly walking over to Buff Guy, Buff Guy is still smack-talking, but not bothering to stand up. So he's on the ground, being like, what you gonna do? Are you gonna come? And then it just gets squished. Yeah. Honestly, all the people who die in this movie... They do nothing to prevent their demise. Everybody's... They really assisted their demise yeah, more often yeah. than not. <laughs> yeah, really, they... Yeah, it, there's... I don't think there's anybody in this movie that had to die if they had any sense. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so squishes him, and there's like this old lady ordering takeout for some reason, buy this lab. Oh, I thought she was buying a lottery ticket. No, no, no. She was ordering takeout. This old lady. It's on an a payphone. It's an old lady, and she's ordering takeout on a payphone outside of this random science lab. And she's like, oh my god, there's a T-Rex here. Oh my god, he just killed a man. Also, he crushed a man. Cra- he crushed a man. Also, I want to make sure I have the number three and the number four and, like, the number seven, but, like, make sure you hold the, like, shrimp on that, and then she runs away. Well, she hangs up the phone first, and then screams, and runs away. Yeah, she hangs up the phone, looks at the T-Rex again, screams, and runs away, and... and... then Michael Rex picks up the phone and successfully dials Tammy's phone number. I like how you call him Michael Rex, because I exclusively refer to him in my, no- in my notes as Michael Soros Rex. I love that we're on this... I mean, how else are you going to refer to him, to be fair? <laughs> well, I, I was like, robot dinosaur, but it's Michael's brain. I was like, Michael Soros Rex. That's why oh, I yeah. called him Michael Rex. I nice. had the same thought. Perfect. Um, anyways, he can't get a hold of Tammy, so he hangs up the payphone and receives his quarterback for the phone not being yeah, answered. The, the, the dinosaur... The, the t- Michael Soros Rex. Where did, did he get a quarter for the phone call? How did his giant dinosaur fingers dial the payphone digit? I don't know, but he calls Tammy... Tammy doesn't pick up because she's sad because her boyfriend well, was mauled by a Well, she's also at the party they were supposed to go to, yeah. but she's at the party so she can sit sullenly on the verge of tears yeah. on the edge of the party. Yeah, she's going to sit on the sidelines with Byron being sad, and this lady comes up to her from the party and is like, I'm real sorry about that accident, Tammy. And I was like, it's not an accident. He was mauled to death by a lion. That's, that's not like, I'm sorry your boyfriend slipped in the shower and broke his neck. No, he was mauled by a lion. And then <laughs> Billy shows up again? With his whole posse? I know, and we're all just like, how is he not in jail? <laughs> and this high school party has a real bartender for some reason, by the way. Yeah, who was a pretty smooth bartender, honestly. Yeah. They were like, this, like uh, Byron goes up to him and is like, everything is wrong with the world. And bartender's like, well, let's see if we can fix that. And like real smoothly pours a drink. And I was like, ooh, I want to like, hire him. Like flips a bottle? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to hire him for my parties. But um, Tammy leaves the party because she just can't deal with the fact that Billy's here. Which, duh, Billy fed her boyfriend to a lion. But yeah, the so, whole thing. So she leaves because she just can't deal with the fact that Billy fed her boyfriend to a lion and then showed up at this party. And so she leaves, um, and Billy starts grinding with the other girl, and then the T-Rex shows up. And nobody notices. Nobody notices the giant snarling T-Rex standing ten feet away. Well, specifically, there's like, boom, 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 and things are shaking, and this one girl goes like... Haha, uh-huh. wouldn't it be funny if it was a dinosaur? And I was like, what a creepily accurate prediction. Although, random party lady failed to specify that it's specifically a robot dinosaur with the mind of a human. Yes. Um, anyways, Billy uh, takes this girl to go fuck her in his car. Yeah. And his henchman is all sad that he can't come. And so he goes up and he sees the dinosaur in the bushes and he's gonna go pee. And he's like, who put this dumb thing here? And I mean, like... I was like, you mean the giant I would have Tyrannosaurus Rex animatronic that is outside of your crappy sound lot party? Yeah, it's... And he's like, better pee on it. 
And so he starts peeing on it, and the dinosaur lifts up its leg and, like... Eviscerates him. Eviscerates him. And he, apparently this guy, must suffer from some kind of condition, because his intestines are in his chest. When he's killed, his intestines fall out of his chest. Anyway, he dies, um, and the... Michaelsaurus Rex just starts going on a rampage through this party. Everybody's screaming and yelling and shouting. Well, no, no, just before that, oh. before he before he rampages, he goes over to Billy's car, um, right. and Billy just wants this girl to tell him what a good job he's doing fucking her, but she's not screaming because she's having a good time. She's screaming because there's a T-Rex. Well, yeah, she sees the T-Rex and she starts screaming and he's like, I'm the best, right? I'm the best, right? And... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't. Um, anyways, so Michaelsaurus Rex... Rex just comes walking over and he like grabs her by her leg. And then she has an off-screen death. And lifts her up in the air and we never see what happens to her, but I guess she died. Uh, and Billy runs into the party and is like, there's a T-Rex! Everybody get out of here! Paul, call the police! What are you doing? Blah, blah. And everybody's like, ha ha Billy, that's crazy, until said T-Rex shows up, which nobody noticed before that moment. No. And then picks him up and bites his head off? But squeezes his head off and they're like, he's just playing. As he gets lifted up in the air and then his head falls onto the ground and his headless corpse hits the ground and they're like, maybe he's not playing. And then everybody's screaming and he crushes some dudes. Yeah, they, and uh, straight up, was it, was it him? Yeah, Billy's head is straight up a Halloween mask filled with tomatoes and yeah. that's what passes for like his head. Yeah. Is a Halloween mask filled with tomatoes. And Michael Ricks uh, comes across a fallen Byron. Yep. And then, like, tenderly with his little T-Rex hands, picks him up and dusts his jacket off for yep. him. Yep. And then sends him on his way. But, like, before that, steps on it. Basically, Michael Soros Rex is going through this party and killing all of Billy's goons as well. There's yep. a couple more deaths. Like, he steps on a few more people. One guy steps on his stomach and blood squirts from his forehead. His eyes. It, but is it? But, no, because it's only one squirt, and it's like from between his eyes. No. Like it's, it's on top of his nose. It's his eyes. No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's his forehead for some reason. There's a lot of blood in this movie. And none of it is correct, and none of the, like... But it's all hilarious. But none of, the, none of it is right. All of it, you, you're like, oh, that's horrifying. No, wait, that's stupid. <laughs> yes. And then the cops show up, because apparently if you call about a T-Rex rampaging at a party, the cops are like, that's obviously not a prank call. We should go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the call it's made. It's like, there's a T-Rex at this party. And instead of being like, ha, 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 they're like, mobilize the troops. Yes. Let's go. Uh, and then and one so of it's... the sheriffs is just casually eating popcorn well, while he... he pokes Billy's head with a stick. Yeah, it's well, it's the two, sh it's the, it's not the sheriffs. I think they're like his deputies. Well, the sheriff's the, deputies. Well, but... the, yeah, the sheriff is Byron's dad. Um, and they're like, oh no, we need to call an ambulance. And I'm like, I don't think an ambulance is going to help. These people are in half and some of them are missing their heads. Or, or, or they're flat. <laughs> no, they're just totally flat. Um... Anyway, the two police officers, uh, the two uh, deputies are insane, and I hate them. Neville and Norval. I hate them. Um, yeah, they at one point ask the sheriff, wants them to slap the shock out of, like, a panicked girl they find hiding under a table. Yeah, they're like, she's, she's like, in shock. You gotta slap her. Do you want me to slap her for you, sir? And I was like, these guys suck. Yes. But uh, anyway, I think th at that point we catch up with Helga and Gunther. And they're just, they've just discovered that Michaelsaurus Rex has broken out of the laboratory. And they find the muscle guy that was squashed, even though he had a black belt, on the ground. And he is... Hugga just starts rolling him up like a yoga mat. He looks like a, yeah, like a sleeping bag. Like trying to roll him up like a sleeping bag because he's been squished totally flat. He looks like Flat Stanley, grew up, fell into a crippling heroin addiction, and then was murdered. 
And that's what he looks like. Yes. It's pretty and, amazing. And Helga is like, they're having this conversation, and she's like, what do we tell our investors? And I really want to know who's investing in robot dinosaurs with human brains. But then Which, according to Dr. Gunther, is the capitalists. Yeah, he's like, they're capitalists. All they'll see is dollar signs. And I'm like, what purpose does this experiment serve? Like, okay, a robot dinosaur, soldier, whatever. Cool. We've had tanks for a while at this point. Like, it's not exactly the best... I'm asking too many questions, so... uh, And that's all we hear from them, because then we cut back to Tammy's room. Yeah, and Tammy's in her room, and she's sad. And it's the morning now. And it's the morning now, and Michael Source Rex appears in her front yard. And I gotta wonder, how does nobody notice this giant ass Throughout the whole movie! T-Rex! Nobody notices this T-Rex, is apparent The world's stealthiest T-Rex. It can just move wherever it wants around this town, and nobody's gonna notice it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, it. she turns around and sees Michael Source Rex, and there's a scream, and her parents are like... She's just mourning. Oh no, we should go check on her. That did sound kind of bad. And they head upstairs, and her room's a mess, and the doors open, and the windows open. They're like, she must have jumped out the door. And then it cuts to Tammy and Michael Rex in a barn, and Tammy has presumably fainted, but she's like beautifully laid out on a hay bale. It's very King Kong, very King Kong. Like, oh, I just can't handle the human. I'm a f- yeah. And then she wakes up, and we get some really fun Michael Rex charades. Yeah. Where he, like, eats a yellow rose, trying to, like, demonstrate he's Michael, and yeah. then does the, like, sounds like, and it's, like, and sounds he literally like rain, is doing and, charades. Like, sounds and, like and rain. As soon as he starts doing charades to try and communicate to Tammy that he is Michael, she immediately is into it. She stops being horrified. It's no longer, why am I in the middle of nowhere in this fucking random-ass barn with this T-Rex? It no longer is that. It's just, ooh, we're playing charades. Great. Yes, and Tammy eventually figures out it's Michael's brain in a robot T-Rex and does not question this. She's just like, oh, Michael, it's okay, we'll fix you. It, like, there's no, like, Michael, how are you a brain yeah, operating there, a robotic yeah, T-Rex? Yeah, there's no, what the fuck happened to you, buddy? Yes. And What's then going on? She gets back to her house, like, half an hour after she leaves yeah, after... and plays off the destroyed room as a meteor or something that she went to go look for in the field. Yeah, she's like, I saw a meteorite and just got so worked up, I destroyed my room and decided to leave. No, she implies the meteorite hit the window or, like, broke. Oh, is and, that what? I and thought... she was going to look for pieces in the field. Okay, that still doesn't explain why she went out the window, though. It doesn't explain anything. No, it's a it's a bad lie. It's a really bad lie. And what then, meteors do you know that would bounce off of glass? I don't know. <laughs> and Dr. Gunther and Helga are watching from a car, and Dr. Gunther strongly implies that Tammy has just had sex with yeah. Michael Rex. Yeah, strongly. Uh, hit, hit, uh, she is talking with uh, Byron, I think, at this point. And Byron immediately, when she's like, the Tyrannosaurus Rex isn't, is, is Michael, he's like, okay. <laughs> well, to be fair, he, his specific line is, I knew he recognized me, because uh, right. Michael Rex picked him up you, and dusted him off. I mean, I mean... Listen, this movie <laughs> takes place in some alternate reality where people don't ask questions. People don't ask questions, anatomy is weird and makes no sense, and yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> yes. So anyway, yeah, it's implied that Tammy and Michael Source Rex got busy, which is something I don't want to delve too deep into there. And then we cut to Michael's funeral. Yeah, um, and... And Tammy is wearing a red velvet dress with a belt full of hanging silver crosses looks, like a bad vampire She cosplay. looks like she's ready to, like, sing back up for Evanescence. She she looks like a bad vampire <laughs> yeah, cosplay. She does. She looks like she's about ready to sing back up for Evanescence. And uh, Michael Rex watches the funeral 
from afar, and from, nobody notices. From behind a four-foot shrub, and that is apparently good enough to hide this giant T-Rex that is looming over this funeral. And somehow as a robot, he manages to cry? Yeah, he's crying. He's a ro- He bleeds at part of this movie, too. I... I, 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 have, I have no explanations no, for and, why he's crying and, or bleeding. And so Dr. Gunther and Helga are watching the funeral also from afar. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, follow if you're going to catch a T-Rex, follow the bait. And Dr. <laughs> Gunther's strategy here seems to be he's going to make a fortune selling people robot bodies for when they die. But Which makes me wonder why he made a T-Rex instead of a robot bot, like a robot person. I don't know. It's kind of like trial. It's like how you start with like pharmaceutical trials and you start on mice and go to pigs and then go to people. For robot bodies, it's T-Rex and then you go to pandas and then you go to people. I th- <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, after everybody's left, Tammy's like, I'll just hop in the grave and get Michael's body real quick. Because yeah, we're just going to plop his brain right back in there and he'll be good to go. And they open up the casket and he is so decayed. He's like six months deep He's like, in decay. And there's rats in his coffin and for some reason. And maggots in his coffin for some reason. And it's like, oh, he decayed at a remarkable speed. He should be scientifically studied because there was clearly something that, very wrong. Yeah, like he... Yeah, there are, there are people that died in the trenches in World War One that did not decay that fast. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And then Dr. Gunther and Helga uh, uh, attempt to kidnap them, but the gang prevails and kidnap them instead? Yeah, it was, again, like, I was like, oh, here's where we're going to get, like, Michael Soros Rex needing to go save Tammy. But no, Tammy, like, knees Gunther in the groin and throws him in the gra- open grave and then grabs the lady and her and Byron manage to get her in the grave. And then they're like, okay, guess you're our prisoners now instead of the other way around. Yeah, it's the whole, it's a whole thing. And then they go to the morgue? Yeah, they go to the morgue. It's just called morgue, by the way. It does, it's just it, morgue. There's no address. There's no, like, Southampton morgue. There's no, like, Greendale morgue. No, it's just morgue. morgue. <laughs> um, and Tammy and Byron go through all the bodies at the morgue, which they then hold up at the window for Michael to assess. But also, how many corpses does the small town have on a day-to-day basis? At least five. That there are, like... Not only five corpses that are just, like, around the morgue at any given time, but apparently there's also, like, four viable young people corpses for Michael Soros Rex to possibly occupy. And yeah, they're dragging these corpses up to the window, and Michael Soros Rex is sitting in the back of their, like, giant pickup truck thing, and they're, like, holding up these corpses in front of a window, like, this one? And Michael Soros Rex, with his, like, little hands, is, like, thumbs down, thumbs up, scratching his head thinking about it. It's, it's great. It's great. It's yeah, the whole, the whole thing is just very, very weird. Yeah, and so the, the cops arrive, uh, the sheriff and his two deputies arrive, and in a very, very confusing sort of sequence, somehow Byron and Tammy and the T-Rex escape without the cops realizing, and the cops find the Gunther and Helga, only take off Gunther's mouth, mouth duct, tape. Ta- duct tape and leave them at the parking lot with their, like, handsome legs still duct taped. They're still duct taped to chase after the T-Rex instead. And what ensues Which is... Which is in a truck, by the way. Yeah, and what ensues is the most boring car chase of all time. Yeah. It is slow. It's stupid. And Tammy manages to evade them by turning left. No, Byron is driving. Byron, Byron manages to evade them by turning left. And apparently that is just such a pro-driving move that the cops cannot possibly... Listen, Neville and Marville are not the brightest people in the bunch. Uh, and then 
Michael Rex falls off the back of the truck and maybe is bleeding. Yeah. But it's a robot? But also it was crying? We yep. just don't know. And then Byron, like, runs over to his dad who's showing up and he's like, Leave him alone, Dad. That's my friend's brain it's in that dinosaur. It's true love, Dad. But also, that's my friend's brain in that dinosaur. I know, which... Yeah, and the cop's like... This doesn't... is the point I turned to Thomas and I was like, I might be high, but I take anything? Did you slip me something in the dinner? Like... No. Yeah. And, I just... uh... Anyway, and I guess they go after him, but they don't find... Or no, they, they go out onto, like, the... It's like a lake or, like, a quarry or something. And on the other side of the lake, or maybe a quarry, we see Tammy riding upon the Michaelsaurus Rex, and it looks about as good as you imagine it looks. Yes, and then... It s- looks real good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then sometime later, Byron meets up with Michael Rex and Tammy at the barn, and it's heavily implied that they maybe had sex... Again? Maybe again? Uh, but yeah, the, so like, I guess the two deputies are now going to follow Byron around, because they're sure that Byron's going to go and find Tammy and Michael Soros Rex, and so they, they tail him, and he rides up wearing like... A Tour de France style, like, biking outfit. Yeah, he's full on in his, like, spandex. <laughs> he's, and... he's a fashionable guy. This entire movie, he's rocking, rocking every outfit he wears. But anyways, uh, so he goes up and looks like the most conspicuous fellow you've ever seen walking into an abandoned barn in the middle of nowhere. Um, and he meets up with them, and then all the cops show up, and... Yeah, and Tammy and Byron... Walk out waving Tammy's white bra on a stick as yeah, a peace flag. He's like, we need something white besides you. And they're like, your bra, obviously. And I was like, man, none of these jokes are very good. And then Gunther and Helga show up? Yeah, Gunther and Helga, yeah, they show up and they're like, it's our dinosaur. Let us try. I'll use my tranquilizer gun. And it's clearly like a high-powered rifle. And But it's, it's but it, no, it is a tranquilizer gun because she shoots a tranquilizer dart. But, like, again, I want to remind everybody at home... No, it's not a tranquilizer gun. He straight up kills a pigeon with it. The pigeon explodes in blood all over the wall. It uh, is not a tranquilizer gun. Really? Yeah. I thought it was tranquilizer dart. No. With. Anyway. No, no. Okay. It's, well, a, it's a gun to kill well, him. Okay. I, I thought it was a little bit ridiculous because I was like, tranquilizer gun? He's a robot. What are you going to do with the tranquilizer gun to a robot? But, uh, okay. If it's an actual gun... But it's then, but he doesn't want to kill it. Uh, I don't know. Yes, understand. he does. Because he was going to... Originally, he was going to lobotomize Michael... To, once he had proved that the brain worked, but then Michael woke up too fast right. and ran away. Right. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> this movie really got away from me. Michael Rex just straight up rips out Gunther's, like, midsection. Yeah, but, like, it's almost like Gunther had, like, like kids do when they stuff pillows up their shirt and they're like, whole, whole, I'm fat, or whole, whole, I'm pregnant. So he's got, like, that. And Michael rips it off, and there's just blood and organs. And... No, there's a hole. You can see through him. Not all the way through him. Most of the way. No, well, anyway, anyway, it's it it looks both simultaneously really gory and really terrible. Yes, and Helga tries to run away, but her skirt is too short, so she has to keep stopping to tug her shirt down. Yep. Anyways. Yep. And then the police shoot Michael Rex with pistols, like that will do anything. Pistols and shotguns. Which Again, is... shotguns from 40 feet away. But apparently it does do something, because Michael Rex goes down. Yeah, he does. They killed him with bullets. I don't know how, but uh, R.I.P. Michael Soros Rex... But then Tammy has somehow managed to get his brain out. But specifically, like, the cops all kill him, and then we pan slowly over Helga and, like, and the cops, and all of them are crying because Tammy's sad because the T-Rex is dead, and apparently the humanity of the whole situation is too much, so all the cops also start crying. Yeah, the whole thing is... 
They're like, I know we just killed that thing in a straight-up firing squad at giant hail of bullets, but gosh darn, if that scene is not just so touching, it brings a tear to my eye. Is it? Is it that tough? Is it? No, no, no. I was being the cop there. Ugh. It did not bring a tear to my eye. I was laughing my ass off. Uh, anyways, Tammy has somehow managed to secret Michael's brain away yeah. and, like, keep it in an open punch bowl in her room hooked well, up to a camera and speakers? So we skip forward after that scene to Tammy arriving back home presumably sometime later and her parents are on the lawn she's like, aha, I'm just gonna go up to my room and they're like, she should not be that happy after what happened and it's unnatural that he's up there in that way and we see what they mean and uh, she heads up to her room and Michael is now the brain in the punch bowl hooked up, hooked to, up, a up to a camera and camera. And so she's like, oh, oh, I brought you a drink. And she pours scotch on the brain. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Because he's got, like, a speaker that his voice comes out of now. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's great. And I'm like, no, that's not how alcohol works. But uh, she then does a striptease for his she, brain camera. She then does a striptease for his brain camera. <laughs> but I want to point out real fast, she takes her gloves off. And then it, and it cuts between, like, her doing a striptease and then, like, the brain and her doing but two cuts after she takes her gloves off, her gloves are mysteriously back on. So did she, like, pause her striptease to put her gloves back on? She was, like, taking them off, putting them back on again. He's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. But uh, then but then the Michael Brain Sparks. Starts shorting out as the striptease goes longer and longer. Clearly he's, like, climaxing. As a brain? As brains and punch bowls would do. Um, and then the movie ends. And that, it ends with him being like, oh, God. And then just, like, a spray of sparks. And that's... Tammy and the T-Rex? It's something. I think it was called Tammy and the T-Rex. That's what it's called, but... I'm pretty sure. And in the end credits, they again misspell her name as Tanny. I... Yeah. They do that again. So, Thomas, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well made do you think this movie was? Negative 100. I... No. I... I don't know. I... I, I enjoyed this... I, well, I'll get into that, but like... Uh, okay. Well made. A 2. Remembering, a two, remembering a two. it was written in a week and shot in a week. A 2. I'm gonna give it a two. It's pretty badly made. It's not. It's not a very well-made movie. I think the best effect they had was the T-Rex, and the T-Rex looked terrible. And they only had that because of two weeks worth of convenience. So uh, that's a two. Fair. A two. I think. I think I'll also give it a two. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Uh, how uh, how much did you enjoy this film, Thomas? Uh, Actually, I'm gonna reverse the order of the questions for this one. How scary did you think it was? Zero. I was not scared at any point during Tammy and the T-Rex. I, I laughed. I cried. I grew, From laughing? I grew as a person. Uh, but I was not scared. No. So zero. Zero. I'm gonna give it a 0 0.1 because what? I did have a brief moment where I was like, scared maybe that I had lost my grip on reality and this was a strange alternate dimension I had fallen into. Okay. Or that maybe I was high and didn't realize it. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you the point one. I'll give you the point one for that <laughs> for that exact experience. But like, never again. Like I want to point out specifically, nothing in the movie scared me. It was just the reality that this movie existed that scared yeah, me. Yeah. For any of you that might be like, oh, I might not want to watch this. It sounds spooky. It is not. Go and watch it. It's, it's hilarious. Not, it's not scary. Uh, so now, Thomas, how much did you enjoy this film? Oh. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great B-movie. Like, for the joy of watching B-movies, for all of you that have seen terrible movies out there, this is kind of one of those, but uh, it was it was funny. I, I laughed a lot. So, uh, eight. I liked this movie. I liked it. I think I'm going to give it also an eight. Mm -hmm. It's just, there was a certain remarkable 
terrible charm to the whole thing. And some of the jokes that... Because it is a horror comedy, and some of the jokes are not bad. Like, they're actually pretty good. So, like, for some of the really funny time moments, I couldn't tell whether or not... If it was on purpose, then brilliant. If it was by accident, I mean, also brilliant, but for a different reason. Yeah. So, uh, that was Tammy and the T-Rex. Um, kind of a bit of a departure from where... I think the closest, like, we've got to this level of absurd campiness is probably Tremors. Maybe Friday the 13th, part two. But, uh... Anyway, uh, so that that was having T-Rex, what fun it was, um, and next time we will be covering Hereditary. Yeah, we're going back to the serious. Going back, going back to the spooky stuff, um, but until then, <laughs> this has been Scared Cats. Oh man, this episode's been a mess. This, this movie really threw me for a loop. But uh, it was a fun loop. It we was a fun time it, on this loop. It was a fun loop. But anyway, uh, that's it from us. So uh, y'all out there, have a good night. I'm Thomas J. Sotvet. And I'm Vicky Sotvet. Good night and be cool to each other. <laughs>